All right, let's do this thing. Okay, you ready, Phil? Oh yes. Okay, so hello everybody. Welcome to the very first podcast. This one's gonna be kind of short, just because it's you know an intro. We be vibing, we be winging it. We do have a plan, but this is Phil and I. So let's just start it off, right? Phil, how about you hit me with the name, major, year, pronouns? Maybe what got you into the SLB? Your least favorite dinosaur? Of course. Uh, well, hello everybody. Uh, as you heard Rebecca say, I'm Phil. I'm uh, my pronouns are he, him, his. I'm a junior mathematics major. Uh, what got me into SLB? Uh, I don't know. I I would want to say uh, probably Dylan Lark because he just he gave me a flyer one day and was like, "You should check out this club." And I said, "Okay." And then I went to the first meeting and I haven't left since. And let's see, least favorite dinosaur? I don't know, probably pterodactyl, just because there's a P at the beginning of the word and, you know, it's hidden. So nice and devious. And I'll pass it over to Rebecca for her introduction. All right. I mean, pterodactyls are kind of weird, not going to lie. I think probably Stegosaurus would be my least favorite dinosaur because what even are those, you know? They're just like weird and platy. Probably should have started with my name, though, but now you know that I don't like stegosauruses, or stegosauri, and that'll be a great conversation for us. Hello, I am Rebecca. Natural resources conservation is my major. I also have a concentration in fisheries, ecology, and conservation. That's a fun one. I am a junior. Pronouns are she, her, hers. Let's see. What got me into the SLB was, what is that thing called? New student orientation. I went to that. And then I came to the university. Wait, no, that wasn't it. It was one of those open house things. And Dylan was handing out flyers for the club. And it said right on it, like, go to New York City for $20. And I was like, oh, that's legit. I have no money. So therefore, why wouldn't I want to go to New York City for $20? I talked to Dylan. And I was an English major at that time. But I've changed my major, like Phil has, several times. So... Don't even know where it is now. I'm pretty sure it's like natural resources or something fun. Uh, yeah, that's what got me in the field trip committee. I was just, I was ready. Very excited. I'm glad that Flyers both got us involved in the SLB. I guess marketing really does work. I mean, it does. And that person-to-person connection, like uh, Dylan's always talking about, networking. Of course, by networking, I'm referring to the time that he crawled over all the seats to confront Craig and have him join the club. But then he became our president, so... That's really just a win for the SLB. It really is. <laughs> All right, so jumping right in. The purpose of this podcast is because obviously the pandemic has kind of shut down the field trip committee because we can't really go anywhere because the state's on lockdown and New York's on lockdown and all sorts of fun things. And even if it wasn't, not sure people would even want to go. I mean, I can't blame them. So Phil and I sat down and we're like, hey, we should probably do something this semester. So let's make a podcast, you know, kind of just detailing what it's like to actually be in our position instead of the fun stuff that you guys do. What's the more administrative side? What's the crazy, funny things that you guys have to deal with on the fly? So that's the purpose of this anyway. All right, Phil, a question for you. How long do you think planning a field trip takes? Like, why can't it all be done in one shot, even though we tend to usually do it in one shot? Like, why does it have to take all semester? Uh, I would... Probably say just because there's a lot of uh, different things that go into planning a field trip, you have to 
contact uh, certain companies for tickets, uh, transportation to get there and back, uh, all sorts of things. Uh, let's see, filling out uh, certain liability waivers with uh, the university so that they're able to leave campus on a university-related field trip. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely not uh, an easy or fast process, and that's, yeah, it takes the full semester. My favorite is those little finicky flyers that are, or the, the forms rather, that are like, okay, you agree not to sue the university if you die. But there's always just like so many little date things that I literally have not before this moment thought to do one of those like control F and search the document and then be like, oh you know, find me this and get rid of that, you know, change the date. I feel like I'm going through every single time to, like, change it, and inevitably I miss one, so I, like, go to print it, and I'm like, wait, no, this is wrong, I can't do that. But I've definitely printed, like, 30 before I realized that I screwed up that bad. But, you know, it's just paper. Sorry, I definitely, uh, on more than one occasion, have wasted paper because of one misprint or just one formatting error, so it's just honestly, there's a lot that even goes into the flying process before we can even begin the actual field trip process. Oh, the flying process. I totally forgot about that. That of field trips <laughs> is probably my least favorite part because you have to go, at least when we go door to door offices pre pandemic, you had to like have conversations with complete strangers and you're like, hi, you don't know me, I don't know you, and we'll definitely never talk until next semester about this same issue. <laughs> But can I put a flyer up in your office for the field trip? And they like always say yes, but it's so awkward because you need permission. And then you have to actually design the flower flyer. But I think what was it, Rachel last semester designed the one with like or maybe two semesters ago, the dinosaur because we were going to the American Museum of Natural History. It was like a fade in thing. That was so cool. I don't have yeah, that level of creativity. I believe that was uh, Rachel, but yeah, I definitely liked that flyer in comparison to flyers from years past. It was just so good. Maybe because it had a dinosaur on it. Maybe that's why I'm, I'm vibing hard with it. But it was so it good. It just made it that much it more so epic. So much effort. And then what was it? We couldn't even print it in color because there was like so much color for it. Yeah, uh, Dylan had to uh, kind of take the reins there because we were already at that point wasting paper for trying like you know testing out flyers and see what looked good on printed paper and then at that point by the time rachel had submitted uh, a flyer that we could use it had so much color to the point dylan was like all right we need to probably stop wasting resources so we can promote this field trip yes oh man what a good flyer it was so good i really like that collaborative effort that we can bring in for the field trip committees i feel like a hard part of this that people don't think about is sure you plan a field trip and who can't do that I guess but actually giving work to the committee that isn't like okay you have to go call the bus company and deal with them because they're being annoying and they want two drivers but we always take one so you gotta explain that to them I feel like we always give them cool stuff to do but it's hard sometimes to come up with things to do that like aren't busy work I feel like the flyer is a really good one yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, on a weekly basis, we're needing to come up with work for, uh, you know, general committee members. And that's hard when most of our work that takes place over the course of the semester can really only be administrative work that, you know, is delegated to people who have experience with it. So it's just, you know, it's tough definitely to find stuff. But I think having 
them do stuff like flyers or picking out snacks, which uh, definitely not fruit leather for uh, oh, future snacks. years. <laughs> We're going to have to jump right into the fruit leather thing. This will be a good wet segue into the last field trip. So if you haven't, if you're not a standard member of our committee by that, I mean, you haven't been here since like a year ago. We have to buy snacks for the field trip because it feels a little unreasonable to send you to New York City and back without giving you like a little something. So Anna and I, an old, an old member, we decided to go shopping for the field trip committee and I wanted to get those fruit roll-up things, but they're, you know, on brand, it's like $8 a box for four roll-ups and they're delicious and there's no nutritional value. But again, they're like $8 a box for four roll-ups. So Anna was like, what about these? These say fruit. For the record, fruit leather is not called fruit leather on the box. It's like Target's good and plenty fruit strips that are supposed (laughs) to be, I think, organic or natural or some baloney like that. They definitely weren't organic, though. It was like $8 for the box, but there were 72 strips inside. And we're like, oh, okay, so we get, like, two of these, and everyone's set, you know? It's more or less all-you-can-eat fruit strips. And for the record, I was a little hesitant about that, because it was the Target brand, and I wasn't sure if it was going to be the same thing. But I was like, whatever, at this point. We've been here for, like, an hour debating things like this. Let's just get them, you know? It's fine. We'll get some Nutri-Grain bars for them for breakfast, and then that can be their snack or dinner or whatever. And then we actually get on the field trip, and I'm starting to feel a little nervous about this, because we pull out the box and the rest of the e-board is like, what is that? <laughs> what is that weird colored box? And I'm like, oh, they're just fruit roll-ups. No, don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about it. And it, they were so thin and hard and kind oh. of bendy. Like, it was like, I don't even know how to describe it. You just have to go out and buy some Target just... because, oh. They were just strips of, I the way, best way to describe it is just strips of compacted trash. It was just, <laughs> the, the flavoring was just so off. Cherry was just, I don't know, what, let's call that red trash. Like, it was just the consistency, the flavoring, it just, none of it was there. So it definitely makes sense why we were able to buy them in bulk for cheap. But I, ultimately, my opinion is that I don't think they were worth it. No, they absolutely weren't worth it. And w- since we were there, we were already on the bus like, driving to New York because it was the morning when we were still dealing with this. And you guys were like, you did ser- seriously tell us you didn't just bomb the field trip by buying the worst snacks ever. But people were kind of hungry and they're like, what are you guys talking about? So obviously we distributed them throughout the bus and we're like, these are probably going to be horrible because we've tried them and they're gag worthy. But by all means, <laughs> feel free to take one. Because, you know, I swear it's like human instinct. When you try something disgusting, you're like, okay, everyone needs to try this. Everyone needs to share in my pain of this is horrible. And everyone on the bus loved the fact that they were so confusing and they didn't taste good. And they were such a strange consistency. And it just became a meme since then. Obviously, the initial impacts were, you know, we had some feedback complaints that, I mean feedback com- comments I mean they were complaints but you know that <laughs> those snacks could have been better and I don't blame them on that one and yes Anna and I uh, executively lost our snack buying privileges 
I don't think we were ever allowed to go alone again. We were allowed to tag on with other people, but it had to be somebody that, you know, wasn't going to make such a horrible decision again. But it really panned out for the best because everyone, it just became a meme. It was just a really funny incident that is still brought up today. I mean, if we ever get back in person, hopefully, I will have to bring fruit leather just for the fun of it so that we can all experience that. that. But a good segue from fruit leather into field trips is, Phil, can you tell us a little bit about what happened with last year's field trip? We were going to, what was it, Chicago? Uh, well, we were going to see uh, Chicago on Broadway. Wait, but no, I messed it up some... again. We weren't going to <laughs> Chicago. Wait, no, I did it again. Oh, we were going to New York City to see the Broadway show Chicago. I did it again. That... There was a running joke, though, that people thought we were going to Chicago instead of going to New York to see the Broadway show Chicago. So that was a nice accidental callback. I, I didn't mean it. I, that was it was during just like a regular meeting. Dylan had for reference, in case you don't know us, Dylan, Phil and I are the field trip co-chairs for the Humanities and Fine Arts Student Leadership Board. We're the field trip committee co-chairs. And Dylan's kind of like our academic group advisor yeah that's not the right word for him but that's what no that no that's correct is it for the group yeah okay yeah academic advisor because you need a a member of faculty you know so that you're not just going off willy-nilly doing whatever but right i he had said oh you have finally like picked the show and all can you like announce it to the rest of the group and i was like of course so i stood up in the beginning of one of the meetings and i was like guys (laughs) drum roll please we are going to chicago (laughs) I meant the show, but I forgot that if you weren't directly in my committee, you probably (laughs) didn't know what I was talking about, because every single year, we go to New York City. So when I say we're going to Chicago, people really thought I meant we're going to Chicago. And then immediately, everyone jumped on that. They were like, oh, really, Chicago? It's not going to be expensive? Are we taking, like, is this a weekender? They just, oh, that became a meme too. I can't believe I just relived that, but good callback. That was definitely a, a moment, a good moment to live through. Just looking at everyone's faces and being like, wait, we're actually going to the city of Chicago for $20. What are we doing in Chicago? <laughs> I, was, I didn't get it either. I was like, why are you guys so confused? We're going to Chicago. And somebody was like, Chicago, Illinois? And I was like, oh, no. We're going to see the, the show, Chicago. That was such a fun meeting. Nobody let me live that down either. That and for leather, that just made live on forever. Oh, definitely. That's going to go down in history. Anyway, Chicago <laughs> was the show we were going to see. Right, Phil? Oh, yes. What happened with it? Uh, Yeah, we were going to go on it. And then we got a lovely email from our chancellor. Uh, the university's chancellor, Subaswamy, telling us that we were going home for two weeks because a pandemic was, you know, coming to the U.S. And we, you know, we had to go home in quarantine. Extended. But obviously, obviously two weeks uh, is still going on. Uh, <laughs> that two weeks still hasn't ended and we're about a year into it. Oh, man, what a great, glorious time. Do you still remember that last weekend when we all hung out at Paige's? Because she was like, hey, let's just have a nice little get-together, you know? Let's just chill out and get to know each other, because we don't hang outside of the club that much. We had such a good time. We just, you know, played games, we watched some TV. And then that Wednesday, the school was like, hey, 
So we're shutting down for two weeks. But, you know, those of us who were smart enough and had the ability to moved out because we could kind of sense. I mean, Amherst College was the first one to shut down, I think. Right. Oh, those were such sad times. And then the field trip fell apart. And obviously last semester we couldn't do anything because, well, there was really nothing to do. So Phil and I just became the garbage bins for the HFASLB. I mean, that as lovingly as possible. <laughs> Maybe recycle bins would be better, but for the analogy, I meant, it's really an office thing. I meant that everybody's like unwanted problems or things they couldn't deal with. You and I stepped up and were like, hey, we can take care of that. We can, you know, help design the flyers. We'll keep other committees on track. We kind of abandoned our own duties because there was really nothing for us to do. But I feel like now this time we can actually, we're planning a virtual field trip, aren't we? We're going to go globetrot. Yeah, so we've been kind of MIA since last year, and now, obviously, in addition to this podcast, we're going to be uh, hosting a virtual field trip where we will, I think, use programs like Google Earth and Street View to go around to requested places around the globe, and we're just going to check them out together and get to know a little bit about them. Maybe we'll actually go to Chicago. Maybe I'll make that a point. (laughs) Honestly, we should, just for the meme of it. It's going to have to happen. Maybe we'll st- see the fruit leather factory. I know that's probably not a thing, but I'll look at a factory and I'll just tell people it is. They won't know better. I mean, I'm... you the listeners will, because you'll have listened to the podcast and be like, this isn't the fruit leather factory. But, you know, feel free to not bring that up during the meeting. I may put in the effort to look up the fruit leather factory and just be like, bask in its awfulness. Oh, gosh. Bask in the awfulness. True, honestly. Anyway, you know, good stuff. That's this semester. Be on the lookout for emails about that. You know, it's going to be on April 13th. Yes. I don't know why I drew a blank to that because I picked the day. April 13th, Tuesday. (laughs) It is the day before the Wellness Wednesday. That's it. That's why I picked it. So, we have two forms for that the Spring 21 Field Trips prop podcast form man me and long titles i don't know what it is which is gonna just explain the process of this little podcast and what we're doing and you guys can send in comments and questions and obviously you can send you know if you want to be a guest star and talk about field trips or your experiences with them you're more than welcome to do that we're going to be sending out email about that so you can get linked to that and this and then we're sending out the spring 21 virtual field trip form where you fill out where you want to go and i'm so sorry i interrupted you phil no, that's okay. Sorry, I didn't realize you were done. Uh, I just wanted to comment on the whole uh, guest thing because obviously from an administrative point of view, we can only uh, see so much of what goes on during the field trip process and the actual field trip. So I'm definitely looking forward to, and I'm sure Rebecca is as well, uh, having guests in the future so that way we can get all these different points of views and how other people saw certain scenarios uh, that we had to you know, deal with. Oh, there's so many scenarios. I can't wait to get into that. Let's jump back for a little bit. Why did... Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. I had an alarm go off. <laughs> <laughs> it was ducks. I mean, it's good. It was just my COVID, COVID thing. But um, why did you join the field trip committee? Did you... Like, you didn't originally start here, did you, Phil? I mean, no. I know you didn't, but I'm just posing the question for people who didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was originally a part of the showcase committee, uh, and so I was involved in that showcase in 
what was that? I believe, yeah, 2019. And then uh, going into the fall of the next school year, Dylan had approached me and said, hey, you know, uh, we would really love it if you joined the field trip committee. So that way, Rebecca doesn't, you know, have to plan a field trip alone because uh, the former head of the field trip committee had graduated by that point. So I said yes, and long story short, here we are. Yeah, I mean, that was such a time. Jess left, and Jess was the former field trip chair, and I don't know how she did this alone. But to be fair, I don't think we've ever really had just one person because I know when Jess did it, she relied heavily on our Ryan, gosh, big R, you know, rest in peace. He's not dead. He's just graduated. Rip. But she relied heavily on him to, like, book things like that. But instead of having, you know, Dylan's assistant slash club member help Jess, it just became the two of us, which I feel like was a great learning process because I had only been there for one semester in the leadership role of, you know, trying to understand her position. So I didn't really understand what was going on. And then the day of the field trip, I woke up at 7 a.m., I think, when we were leaving. So that was cool, too. (laughs) (laughs) It was a very professional move. I got... um, So, for the record, on the day of the field trip, we have... What is it even referred to as? I don't know. A wait list, I guess. And if... Yes. Say we can take 52 students and all. If only 50 of them show up, we're going to be calling everybody on the list and say hey you can come down you know you don't have to be a major you can just come down with $20 today and we'll get you signed up but we're leaving in like 20 minutes so hustle up or just call us back to let us know that you are coming so that you know we can save you a spot here but I unfortunately got that call but it wasn't the are you coming to the field trip waitlist call it was the you know you're helping lead today's field trip right like where are you (laughs) are you on the way that woke me up that was such a great call and then I woke my roommate up and she was like, girl, why are you awake? And I was like, I was supposed to be up an hour ago, Sarah. What happened? And then she told me I shut off my alarm. And I was like, you know what? You knew that I had to do this today. Why didn't you help a girl out? But that's fine. Whatever, Sarah. Yes. Anyway, I joined the field trip committee because I was originally in Dylan's committee, which no longer exists and was dissolved. Rip. Dating myself there. <laughs> <laughs> it was about... I don't even know how to describe it. It was more on the what Dylan's job is, because he's the Director of Student Activities, I believe. I believe that's so his official title. So he does things like the Here to Career series, where you learn about bettering your resume and learning how to network and you know other important things like that that you don't always go over. And he does things like that and just you know general student activities when we have little, when we had little parties for like Valentine's Day and things like that outside of the, in like in the college, in South College. But outside of the the building, the you know what I'm talking about, the offices where you know you go to get right, yeah, counseling, mm-hmm. would, like host little events like that, and you could help them plan things like that. And I really enjoyed that. I keep saying the word that so much. Although what's wrong with me? I really <laughs> okay. enjoyed those things. But then, you know, Dylan was like, "Okay, I don't really need that much help with this, so I'm kind of going to be dissolving." this committee but I he came to me and was like hey do you want to join the field trips committee because Jess is graduating and we could use somebody you know to start to understand how to do it so that I don't have to plan the whole field trip by myself and I was like "Ooh, sure that's kind of what joined me and you know I've always loved field trips in school I thought they were the most fun days because that was the one day that I'm rambling here that my dad would let us have lunchables 
because they were so unhealthy. Those are the best. I guess my dad and my mom, because she was adamant that we don't eat them because, you know, she was a nurse and understood they were bad for you or whatever. But, oh, field trip days were something else because we always went and picked up a Lunchable in the morning of. So. and then That's, I, that's a great memory, honestly. It's, it's really just, it made field trips for me. It was just the most exciting thing ever because that was Lunchable day. And, you know, you got to leave school, so. <laughs> I really think it's it's kismet that I ended up in the field trip committee, and then I met Phil, who was the best. Oh no, you're the best. No, you're the best. You know how many emails you responded to? So many. Way too many, including one email where uh, someone addressed me as Doctor Standrovich. Uh, mind you, for everybody, I am not a doctor. I'm currently pursuing my bachelor, so uh, not, not even, even close. A under his belt, and he's a doctor. Apparently. <laughs> I, you sent me that email and I took a screenshot of it and sent it to the entire e-board because we're on the executive board for the HFA committee for the student leadership board. And I was like, why can't I get a free doctor like this? I don't understand. <laughs> like, of all things. So, obviously, something you probably don't understand is that when people email us, they don't realize that we're students too. Because, like, how my high school did it was it was your first initial, your last name, and your graduation year. We don't do that here. We just have first initial last name and at umass.edu. So I can understand where when you're planning a field trip committee or, or you're trying to contact us, you might not know that we are students. You <laughs> might think that we're just faculty because I know the history club does field trips too. And I'm not sure if they're faculty led or not, but you know, it's not an unreasonable expect expectation that you'd address us as like Mr. or ma'am. Or, you know, something like that. But this person went straight from Mr. to Doctor. <laughs> I don't even know. That wasn't even like when you find our contact information on the website and the flyers. It doesn't even say Doctor. Why no. would you automatically assume it was Doctor? Oh, that was hilarious, too. Just like, even with that happening. And then I think it might have been that same week or relatively close to it uh, that I was also addressed as professor and i that's also incorrect <laughs> i don't understand i mean i get it they don't know but but just why default to those titles <laughs> right like worst case it's mister because if you're not your professor you don't you shouldn't like be scolded for like oh you know what i'm actually a professor said so for you to call me professor or something you know nobody's gonna be uptight like that right and if they are should you even be going on a field trip with them if that's how they're gonna be that's a fair point but You've always got the cool titles, and then the emails I got were always... I think I was called ma'am a couple times. Like, excuse me, ma'am, for interrupting your day. But, like, I don't know. Miss? I don't think I was ever given a missus. I don't, I don't think that's ever happened. I have received... So, something you obviously don't realize about our jobs is that we answer an incredible amount of emails. Yes. And so many of them... I feel like a teacher, honestly, because so many of them could be answered by themselves if you just read the flyer. <laughs> I don't, which, which baffles me, mostly because you only found out about this if, if you saw a flyer, so you had to see the flyer and, like, take a picture of it or write down our emails, and the flyer had all the information. We made absolutely sure of that. Right. Or you saw it maybe on, like, the website, that, like, on the, on the careers page, there might have been a little tidbit about the upcoming field trip and it would have been on the, the, the college of humanities and fine arts's calendar but even then we have included the important information 
because we want you to know, you know, what you're getting into when you contact us. But I can't tell you the sheer number of emails I've got that are like, <laughs> dear, dear Miss Panaro, when is the field trip? What time is the field trip? Is it really just $20? I mean, okay, that one I feel like is a little reasonable. Yeah, because true, because no one expects that. it to be $20. Yeah, no uh, one expects school to be $30,000, you know? You expect it to be, like, I don't know, a couple hundred? Not that. Right. <laughs> but just so many emails that are just like, when is the field trip? Where are we going? What are we going to go see? Well, how did you get my information if you didn't know any of this? I don't understand. I'm just baffled. Did you just see field trips? I was like, all right, just email. I'm not, not even going to read the rest of it. It, it seems like a lot of people had that same thought process, which, like, it seems unrealistic, but at the same time, it's like, if you're going to take the time to write down our emails, at least write down, hey, this is the date of the field trip, this is the time, this is the cost, etc. HFA-SLB field trip to stop. Not even going to read the rest of it, just going to email them, ask, ask them all the information. Apparently. <laughs> like, I understand when professors are like, just read the syllabus, I'm not even going to answer that. I do. We never did that, because... We couldn't do that because that's rude. You know, maybe not, shouldn't have done that. But we never did anyway. We were always right. really professional and nice. And we're like, oh, thank you for contacting us. You know, this is some more of the inner workings. This is what we're going to be doing. At one point, I just copied. I started like copying and pasting all of that information and then sending it to everyone who had the same thing. I stopped writing out new responses because I was like, it doesn't matter. What's the chance these kids know each other? And if they do, maybe they should have put two and two together and, you know read the flyer but yeah it's that's none, none of my business with the sheer amount of emails uh we received just about information that was on the flyer i have a new profound respect for professors who are up at 10 or 11 on class forums or answering emails for the most simplest questions and sometimes you know their responses may come off as like short or like not necessarily rude but they just like they just need to get the points across without like any emotion just so they can send it and honestly uh we've had more than enough experience in that playing field i totally understand them i i can't judge them anymore it's completely reasonable the way they respond the way that they do and right. for the nice ones like wow true heroes because some days i've wanted to be like how did you even get my information how did you and i know some people have gone like i guess the extra mile here and they've emailed dylan and been like hey, who do I contact about this? Which I guess makes sense because maybe not every flyer we posted had our contact information. So it would at least have Dylan's so you could, uh, but we did switch that so that it would have ours. So we could kind of cut out the middleman there. Right, and that was something we changed him. for sure. And they were like, oh, can you give us more information? And then he'd pass it off to us. But again, how did you find out that there was a field trip? <laughs> they, like, even if you asked a friend and they're like, oh, there's this field trip coming up, you should, you know, email the director and ask about it. Your friend didn't then give you any information about it. They were just like, field trip, email. I know it feels like we're going on a rant, but I've probably, like, every semester received something like 200 of those emails that are just about that. Oh, for sure. My inbox is usually going off every hour on the hour <laughs> uh, with just emails regarding the field trip, and most of the emails can be like most of them contain the same questions but you know we gotta answer them so we do it's it's good exactly. stuff. and then, you know most mostly people are nice there's only that one time that that individual felt the need to you know draw blood on the first email right because it's a, a little inner working here is that you can go on the so who gets first dibs on the field trip 
is the Humanities and Fine Arts Student Leadership Board. Regardless of your major, so long as you're, you know, an active member and you go to most of the meetings and, you know, participate in a committee, even if you're not doing a lot, so long as you are there, you get first dibs on the field trip because, you know, this is the root of the organization. This is, doesn't even matter, matter your major there, that for that. Now, moving on to the second tier, if you aren't in the club, but you are a, a major of the Humanities and Fine Arts, you can sign up for the field trip with remaining spots. There's always a ton of them. And, you know, we have tabling hours and we ask other people to help us literally sit at a table and sign people up and explain. We've also sat at tables and explained the dates and handed out flyers of the dates. So still I'm lost where the confusion is. <laughs> <laughs> but we've done things like that. And where's it going with this? Three emails. Um, so, you know, there's like a lot that we, we do there. But this person felt the need to just be so rude. Oh, you know, wait, backtrack. I remembered where it's going. So second tier is for open for majors. And then the third tier is kind of m more open for minors in humanities and fine arts and kind of everyone else, where we can't really sign you up, but we will put you down on a wait list. So that, that part's first come, first serve. And on the day of, that's the one where we call you. That's the primary wait list where we call you for cancellations. So we tell you to wake up early that day or just show up. Because more likely than not, you'll end up on the field trip. I don't think we've ever turned anyone away. We've never had a full field trip. I really want us to have one someday before I graduate, but I'd also like us to have a field trip at all before I graduate. Right. So that would be cool, too, regardless. But there's that wait list, and then there's the wait list for primary majors. So regardless, you either have to be a member of the club or a major to be fully signed up for this. Right. And this individual emailed me, with some confusion about that. So, you know, I clarified it that up. I don't get annoyed about answering that because that is a confusing point. You know, where is the line drawn? And sometimes it changes based on the semester. Mm -hmm. But I told them, okay, well, can you just explain what major you are? Because I found them on PeopleFinder because that's the simplest tool ever. It's not even stalking. All the information is open access there. Right. Going to know how to use it. I found them, and it didn't say that their major was HFA, but often it's wrong. So I just, you know, wanted to email to clarify it. And they had responded that they were not a major. So I said, okay, well, unfortunately, I can't fully sign you up, but I can put you down on the wait list for the day of. And, you know, more likely than not, you show up first, you're going to be on the field trip. It'll be no problem. And then they just responded the meanest way ever, like with exclamation points and question marks. And I was like, I didn't deserve this. I was trying to be nice and help you out here. I don't know what happened. And then I sent it to you because I was like, is this real life? I'm going to get lunch. I can't deal with this right now. But really? Is this real life? You get called Dr. Dan Drowickets. So close. That's, I'm, I'm so sorry. I use your Disney Plus. I don't even know how to say your last name. <laughs> <laughs> I've been friends for years and I've just learned your major actually is math. So we're really, we're just vibing these days. Anyway. We are. You get called Dr. Phil Hat jokes there, Craig pointed out. You get given an honorary doctorate, and I get a nasty email at 3 in the afternoon. I'm like, alright. And obviously I wanted to respond the way that anyone would respond, like, are you good? Is this really the way that you wanted to send this? But, you know, I sent it to Dylan too, because I was like, is there a certain way that I should deal with this? Besides the way that I want to, that I'm not going to, but... That I'm just like, what's the best way to deal with this, in your opinion? And, you know, he was really great about responding. He's like, I'm so sorry that happened. Let's just have them, you know, loop me in 
on like start CCing me on this and then I'll respond to them and I'll like, take it away. And then they didn't let go of it. They like kept bringing it up and I just stopped responding at some point because I was like, whatever, I don't care. Now, see, that was, that's the part I was confused about. I didn't like, I knew that it initially happened, but I didn't realize once uh, Dylan got involved that it kept continuing. I mean, obviously I was getting the like email chains, but at the same time it was in the mix of all the other emails I was receiving. So I wasn't able to actively check up on that situation. <laughs> I was just like, whatever, laissez-faire, hands off. Dylan, you can deal with this because right. I'm not. And then they were so nice to Dylan. I was like, all right, that's cool. I don't know what I did to slight you. I'm sorry that your major isn't HFA. If you want it that bad, just change your major for a semester. Nobody's going to judge you. Everyone should change their major. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not advocating that's something you do, Phil. I'm just saying you could do that. And, I mean, I could, and I have, uh, as Rebecca mentioned, on multiple occasions, and that's something that most people just go through at UMass. Just you find out what your interests are, and you decide, hey, I want to change my major. Hey, I might want to change my major again. And honestly, for the benefit of that person who sent you that email, uh, they should have been like, hey, I'm going to change my major so I can get on this field trip. I would have done everything. I would have, if they had honestly said that, I would have moved heaven and earth for them. I would have been like, Warren, you know what? They are switching to the HFA major. So I know you that you want primary majors. This person's switching. So I'm going to have to say they're going to be primary. I know you would have backed me up on it too. Oh, yes. I know you would have. I would have been like, they're they're making the move. So I think we should reward them. And then, you know, switch back at the end of the semester. I don't, that's none of my business. <laughs> but they didn't. They just were rude. And I was like, all right, that's cool. Thanks. Yeah. Peace. I have 700 other emails to respond about this. Not including an email that apparently I have a quiz tonight. So you're going to have to deal with that too. <laughs> Those are my favorite emails, I think, or texts that I've sent to Craig going off on another side tangent here about day of. I, I would always do it day of. Tuesday at like 3 o'clock. Oh, no. Craig, I have an exam tonight. <laughs> And it was always the same answer. And you didn't know about this pre-tonight? <laughs> well, Craig actually knew about it since like a month ago, but I completely forgot. At one point, he actually pulled me aside to have a side conversation about how I had to stop doing that. Honestly, the procrastination is real. And we I fully understand that. <laughs> but we get things done, don't we? No, exactly. Like, it gets done eventually but the fact that it gets done is what counts we get it done on our time you know so what if it's on the day of and we should have done this some... we get the important things done like calling the bus company and scheduling the tickets and getting the payments through done but then when it comes to other things like getting contact people we'll get that we'll we'll, we'll get that done later and we will explain contact people in the next episode but just trying to run this along right. um couple last questions phil has anything ever gone wrong on a field trip on a field trip not pre-field uh, trip there's plenty of things that go wrong that'll be another episode too right uh i think it's just kind of expected with uh any events uh people are planning is that you just kind of have to prepare for any situation to happen because you just you don't really know what's going to happen when you're bringing uh you know a given number of college students to a city for i don't know let's say like eight ten hours something like that so something's like bound to go wrong even when you plan it perfectly so we've had on more than one occasion had something go wrong nothing drastic or major in the slightest but i would say probably like for an example would be that when we call the bus company to tell us 
hey, this is where we're going to be meeting you so you can pick us up and then take us back to campus. And then they park on the absolutely wrong side of the block. Uh, that sure wasn't planned, but it's something <laughs> you just have to adapt with and go through with it as it happens. I think the greatest part of that one was that we, on the day of the field trip, and we'll talk about this later, is that we, you know, we have the field trip, but basically our job is like 99% done. It's just to make sure that you don't die. And even if you do, honestly, you sign forms that saying you and your family wouldn't sue the university. So I'm not saying like, die on a, on a university-sponsored trip. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, it would suck, yes. But, you know, I'm going to stop that. <laughs> <Dang it. laughs> the point is that... Our jobs are basically done, you know? Just make sure you come back with roughly the same amount of people. Oh, <laughs> Again, I'll explain the, that little nuance later. But, you know, our job is basically done. The contact people go and make sure that they've got their little groups arranged. But the best part of that is that you and I, I believe, were in Whole Foods getting dinner for the bus ride back when Craig called and was like, Oh, guys, I'm not trying to mock him. He just has a little voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh guys where are you the bus isn't here i was like what do you mean the bus is it's like 802 or something the bus should be there and he's like well okay well it's not it's not here where is the bus and i was like honestly i don't know because phil and i are in line at whole foods <laughs> like a block away so gonna have to assume that i don't know the answer to that but i will call the bus company right now and find out where he is and then he was like I'm right here. That's not, sorry, that's not helpful. Like, do you see a giant group of people? Of course, it's New York City. Well, who, where doesn't he see a giant group of people? But then we, like, got there, and everyone was standing on the steps staring at us. I was like, I don't know what you wanted from us, guys. We were hungry. This is, our jobs were done. That was a good time. We eventually found the bus, obviously. Yeah, we did. It took a little bit. And that's funny that you brought up how uh, we found everyone on the steps just staring at us. Because we're just like, you know, we needed to get, we wanted to grab some food for the ride home because that's what, like, a three-hour drive. So you're going to get hungry at some point. And just, like, everyone gathered staring at us like, uh, where's the bus? We were like, we don't know. We just got here. And we're trying to contact the bus company because they're not telling us exactly where they are. And... Yeah, that was definitely chaos in the moment, but we were able to resolve it quickly. I'm currently downing General Gao's down my throat right now as we're walking. So, no, I would say I don't know where the, the bus is, Craig. I'm sorry, I don't. And then we had stressed to the contact people, like, if you're not there, we'll leave without you. Obviously, we're not going to do that unless you had talked to us before and were like, hey, I'm not going to come back with you, which isn't allowed, but I can't stop you. You're an adult. Right, like, you're all, they're all college kids, so, like, we're, you just, you know, we can only handle and control so much of these people's lives during the time frame in which they're with us. Right, and we'll get into that in another episode again, because next episode will be Things That Go Wrong, that'll be the lovely title for it, but <laughs> that was just, the bus incident was great, because we weren't even there, we were like, you better be there on time, guys. Get Make sure your people are there. And we're down the block looking at cheeses and debating <laughs> fancy ketchup that was in those little packets. And it's like, what? So what expensive happened? for no reason. Oh, they're so expensive. But yeah, we don't really have major mishaps on field trips. No. I guess. I mean, no one's ever gotten, like, hurt. For the record, I was hurt before the field trip, so that doesn't count. <laughs> that concussion thing. Again, another story, another day. 
but and a great story that one is. Things really go pretty well on the field trip. Occasionally you'll have someone lost, but that's why we have contact people so that you right. can contact them. So I'm not getting 52 calls about where we're supposed to be. That can be someone else's job for the day. <laughs> but we were able to like find everybody. No one's ever gotten like completely lost. It was no, almost exactly. like I'm on 52nd Street at the intersection of 14th. I don't even know if that's real. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll, guess I'll drop you a pin of where you're supposed to be. I <laughs> use a map. It's a grid system. You got this. I believe in you. <laughs> no, we've never done that. But you know, nothing's ever gone horribly wrong, except for the ticket situation the day, the day of, where you broke into a, a government building. Do you want to explain that a little bit? Wait, was I? Look back. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, so. Uh... Well, that was just a hassle and a half. So, uh, me being uh, involved in music ensembles on campus, I naturally had a locker, went in person, in the Fine Arts Center, or the music department of the Fine Arts Center. And I had figured, seeing as we were getting on the bus right in front of the Fine Arts Center to go to New York, I figured I could leave all the field trip materials in my locker in the Fine Arts Center, or the FAC, as I'm going to call it, so I just keep saying Fine Arts Center over and over. <laughs> uh, and I just left it there overnight so I could just grab it easily. And sure enough, uh, because it was such an early departure time from campus, the FAC was not open yet. So I had to run all the way around that building uh and it's a very large building just to find one singular open door and then go through a bunch of dark hallways and eventually find my way to my locker inside that building and then i had to go all the way back the way i came out so that way i didn't set off any alarms and well that was just that was a hassle and a half and that was uh probably at 6 30 in the morning so you already know uh, we're both tired, and we have a full day ahead of us. So that was not a great start to that day. No, it wasn't, but you saved the day. And then there's the time that somebody who will not be named, not Voldemort, just somebody who will not be named, <laughs> lost the tickets for like a week, but then we yes. found them. So problem solved there. Yes, I think that will definitely be a story for another time, but that was another major mishap that almost let the field trip go astray. Yeah, but I mean, we've saved the day. This is why we make this a partnership, because sure, we could have one person do this, but I feel like the advantage of having two is that because this isn't a full-time position or something that we really focus on, because we still are college students, you know, we still have silly band events to go to and classes, so we can't really focus it, and we still work and do other things. We can't really focus all of our time on field trip planning, because we honestly could, but we have really busy schedules. So I feel like the fact that we tag team it together makes it so manageable because this would be a nightmare to do without, to respond to all these emails, to deal with things that come up on the day of, all sorts of things. So it's really just a godsend to have Phil with me. I honestly don't know how Jess ever did this job by herself. Uh, It's just like going through the process of like, putting on multiple play trips now uh it's definitely not an easy feat so it's awesome to be a part of a team to make this work i mean arguably speaking there was also ryan the big r he helped out a lot behind the scenes that we didn't find out until later true but you know we're, we're we're looking towards the future we've got some good things on deck we're really excited to share this podcast series with you we're gonna make it a youtube channel but let's be real 
Phil's the only one that's tech savvy, and his laptop's the only one that ever had the HDMI port anyway. So, <laughs> E202 fun times. Oh, yes. And I can Wait, no, 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 no. That's, uh, do you mean E470? Yes, man. <laughs> it's been too long since I've been there. Oh, no, faithful. E202 is the uh, advising and career center, and then E470 is where <laughs> SLV has their weekly meetings. Where we burn out a lamp every time. You know, no big deal. All good. Nothing ever happens. Anyway. Thank you for joining in with us, Dr. Strin Stan. How do you say your last name? Can we just do this now? <laughs> yeah, sure. It's uh, Standrovich. Strand Standrovich. Standrovich. Strandrovitz. Well, why is there a W? That, I, it's Polish, and you still said it wrong, but that's okay. Well, hey. honestly, by the end of this podcast, we'll just have it worked out that you can at least say my last name. That Maybe will be the, be end the ending for every podcast. My attempt at saying. Philip Strand, man, so close. <laughs> Strand, Drovitz. You can see my name on the screen. You realize there's not an R after the T, right? I know. I just, every time I sign into Disney Plus, I have this issue too. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Strand, Drovitz. All right, that's, so that's close. This week's One day. How do you say my last name? Panaro. You know what? I hate you. Who is <laughs> Did I ask for your opinion? <laughs> yes, just now. Anyway, okay. thank you for joining us in with us on our Zoom. Can't wait to pick up with you on episode two of the FWC and Honest Guide. I believe that's F- what Bill named it. Oh, wait, I messed F- it up. FWC. You know what? Please take it. Please just say the name of the title. I can't say. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I'm scrolling up, sorry. It's <laughs> FTC, an honest guide to running a field trip, and FTC stands for Field Trip Committee. Yes, thank you for joining with us today. <laughs> our sponsors are Fruit Leather and the Humanities, and the College of Humanities and Fine Arts, who gives us an absurd amount of money to run this club and go on a field trip, because field trips be expensive, guys. That's another fun fact. Oh, yes. Thank you for joining us. I'm Rebecca, zooming in from... The University of Massachusetts Amherst, Webster Hall, and Phil's streaming in from his mother's apartment, basement. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you are at home, but... Right, yeah. <laughs> I just said that for funsies. Anyway, thank you, and look forward to next episode, and submit to the scribe, and the other things, and all sorts of good stuff. We'll, we'll have it written out for next week, it's fine. This week was just kind of riffing off each other sharing some good stories, and letting you know a little bit what we're looking forward to. So, thank you. And with that...